and welcome to Filming Ladies. Today we are talking about Pharaoh's Con films. A couple weeks ago, we discovered we both really like him and we didn't know that. And we're so excited to dig in. Um, I have so much to say, but I want to start by asking Pitu what she likes about Pharaoh's Khan in general. I think the one word that describes Pharaoh's Khan in general, like on screen and off screen, is extra. <laughs> He's like, why do anything, like, ha why half-ass anything when you can just, like, go for the jugular? <laughs> everything is always so extra in his movies, like, the stories, the, the characters, everything is, like, larger than life, and it's just, like, very filmy. It's, like, the antidote to, I, I just realized that he's, like, the nemesis of the Bajatyas, because all their movies are like sickly sweet and goody goody and prudish. And all his films are like, how can I push the envelope? <laughs> and they have like, they use all these like pastels and bright colors. And then he's all about like the primary colors. Like he is so uh, dedicated to be like extra and in your face that even in the credits of his movies, there's like volcanoes. <laughs> There's like fireballs everywhere like that. Like literally the screen is on fire. And I was like, okay, we're off to, we're off to the races. It's a <laughs> and it's always like edited, produced and directed by Feroz Khan and also star Feroz Khan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> also, I have to correct you. Like you said that we realized just a few days ago that we were Feroz Khan fans. But then I have to tell our listeners, uh, viewers this um, back because Beth and I became friends some like 15 or 16 years ago because of her blogs. And Beth went back to her blog and discovered a post she'd done on Feroz Khan back in 2009. And one of the top comments was by me. And right. we talked about how much I love Feroz Khan and how there was a debate between me and our common friend Aspi about whether like apparently there are two camps of people who, people who like Feroz Khan with hair and those who like him without and it was like this debate about the aesthetics <laughs> of those and also I uh, admitted to her that I owned John Sheen on DVD but this is a testament to our friendship that we are still not only friends but we actually like each other for it <laughs> <laughs> I had completely forgotten we are still talking about Feroz Khan <laughs> I had absolutely forgotten that like that all this time we spent on blogs and talking to one another that way like some of it I remember, but clearly some of it I don't. Um, I 100% agree with everything you said, and I a thousand, a hundred thousand percent agree with it because Khan more is more in a way that I love. And when you were saying, you know, he's the antidote to the um, Barjatias. yeah, Barjatias, I was thinking, I was like, oh, there's a bunch of directors she could name actually, but yeah, that I would say is the number one antidote. Yeah. Except they're both more is more. They just have different flavors right. of more. And this is very much one of my flavors of more, apparently. Yes, mine too. Yes. Um, I love when you said the one word that you would use to describe him as extra. I could not agree more with that. But also you could say, I think style has to come yes. up. Man is very, he's got a style and he commits to it, which I- He's a cool cat. He's very cool. Um, I saw someone, some article that refers to him as India's Clint Eastwood. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay. I like Feroz Khan a lot more than I like Clint Eastwood, but like, yeah, yeah same. Saying, <laughs> like kind of Telly Savalas. Um, I don't mean to be over American centric as I, as I talk about these things, but you know, that's where I grew up. Um, but I do think there's something kind of like American cowboy swagger about him in ways that other actors aren't doing. 
And I, somehow that translates really well for me. And because of the era that his, you know, he starts directing in 1972 and continues into 2003, but mostly it's seventies and eighties, you know, that's formative era for Beth. And uh, so I think really well, like he reminds me of the cool dads I knew when I was little, like the, the, the big sunglasses, the denim, so much denim, their jackets, the the leather boots, like that all tracks to what I remember as a kid being cool. Big cars. Like Texas, my way of Bangalore. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody's wearing cowboy boots and vests and cowboy hats, and there's a lot of fringe. And yeah. what is the thing that they wear? I forget, like Flynn used to wear, used to the wear bolo, that too. The bolo tie. Right. He wears that too, and he's always smoking, and like he's just so cool and fun. <laughs> like yeah, I want to be friends with him. I'm not cool enough to be friends with him, but I want him to be friends with me. Yeah, <laughs> something about like the, and we're talking mostly about the films that he directed, uh, and I want to get to some of his other work as an actor too. But like the stuff he directs, yeah, he's got this this um, ranch kind of <laughs> vibe, and like we don't see that many films set in farms or ranches or that kind of world from India I feel like too much especially if they're not like oh these poor downtrodden villager films <laughs> and villagers villagers really but like this world is it seems like a very complete world that he created yeah. I don't know if it's accurate or not but I well, the kind of seems like it is like I feel like this is his life and he's just kind of <laughs> filming it <laughs> so apparently he came from like a family of like horse breeders yeah. and i think jambas when i was looking at the credits it said that a lot of it is actually shot at like his ranch in bangalore and they they had like stud horses and stuff like that so none of that looks like a set it literally looks like yeah this is where you keep all of the horses and everything um and i think when he retired he actually moved back to bangalore and used to live on his farm which of course if you own that big old ranch why wouldn't you live there yeah. right Absolutely. but the, I think the exception to what you were saying is like the only movies and of course this is how people know this is the Fulmi Ladies podcast because in every episode whether it's relevant or not you have to mention Dharmendra and I have to mention Sunny Deol yes. so a lot of Sunny's movies are actually set on farms and ranches where he's kind of like the farmhand starting yes. with Betab of course so his movies are set like he's driving a tractor and all of those things so yes that is that is the one exception I need I need more like agricultural masala in my life. Yeah, I do. I do need agricultural. I okay. The death in Jambas were like the leap Tahil meets his end on like a rake, and I was like, y'all are not practicing good farm practices. Like that rake should never have been over there. Somebody got to get fired over that. It was probably uh, Dilip Tahil who left it there. It's not a safety first sort of film. <laughs> no. Safety last in a in a Furrows Khan film. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about some of this stuff that he starred in before we get to his directorial production work, because I was, as I was reminding myself this morning of his filmography, first of all, he was in films for 50 years. A long time. I mean, he started in the black and white era. Yeah, he starts in the in the mid to late fifties. I haven't seen a lot of those films, but um, everyone on Twitter, when I was saying, you know, I I was talking about being a Faroes Khan completist as a director, but people right. were, were reading the director part and they were like, "Oh, have you even seen his Tarzan film? Because he's in a Tarzan film." I have not. I will be watching it. It is called Tarzan Goes to India. It was made by, I believe, by <laughs> from outside India. You better bet your bippy I'll be watching that. 
So stay tuned for that. He's in this, he's in just so many films. He's in, um, he's got Reporter Raju, which I really enjoyed. Uh, Char Dervish, which I haven't seen, but want to. Um, he's got this incredible streak um, with starting in the early 70s with um, a prod, which he does direct. Um, mm-hmm. Those two, he's got some of those cowboy movies like Kote Sike, um, Gita Maranam, which I also mm-hmm. really love. Um, right. International Crook, which I have never been able to get into, and I feel it's Darmendra. I should be able to watch it, but like the first 20 minutes of it or so are like, I can't, I can't get into it, even though I know I should. And it's got the world's most catchy, irritating song that goes International Crook over and over again. <laughs> you get Dharmatma, his Godfather remake. You get Kala Sona, another great cowboy movie. Then you get Noggin. He is so fun in Nugget. Have you not seen Nugget? I don't remember him. Of course I've seen Nugget. The Rena Roy one, right? Yeah. But he was in Nugget. What was he? Yeah. Was he one snake? of those six guys who initially are five or whatever, initially at the beginning, who shoot the snake. And so he's one oh. of the revenge targets of the snake. And the snake, when it takes revenge on him, is Mumtaz, of course. Ah, of course. By the way, you do know this, right? Trivia for our viewers slash listeners. His son, Ferdin Khan, is married to Mumtaz's daughter. So this romantic pair and this friendship also ended in marriage family and then i also want to talk briefly about um a movie he did with nitu singh which is a cowboy film except it's mostly about her called chunauti um Mm -hmm. people have not seen this film but i as as many people know i'm a huge fan of nitu singh and i thought that that film was really fun so he's just got he's just got an amazing filmography and then you recently saw admir insan right so he's in a yash Chopra film like he's he's all over the place and i I will certainly not argue he's the world's greatest actor because right. he's not. But when you get him in the right kind of film for his brand of, gotta say it, swagger, yeah, <laughs> there's nobody like him and nobody could do, I think, nobody else could do what he does. Even even the other very macho stars aren't machoing in the same direction. And I love yeah. that it's out there for people to use in different ways. Yeah, like even in um, Kurbani, I mean, he has Vinod. That movie is just eye candy, by the way, from like the first frame to the last. Like from the credits, I was just hooked. Everybody looks gorgeous. We have to talk about the style and aesthetics of Girls Khan. Let's just leap in and talk about Kurbani. Yeah. We watched that and we both rewatched Jagdar. So we'll talk about that. Let's go into it with Kurbani. Kurbani, for instance, Everyone is so beautiful. So Firuz Khan looks amazing. And then there's Vinod Khanna, who is so like smoldering. And then there's oh. Zina Zaman. She oh. is like, she's just like, Mwah. every single frame. I love her outfit so much. And I feel so bad about the fact that I didn't pay enough attention to the credits because I was so bedazzled um, that I didn't read who her costume designer was. Did you? I, I I have that. So you keep talking, and I'm gonna look it up, and I'll I'll let you. Know. I couldn't find it on IMDb or anything. I have a screen grab. <laughs> okay. But, um, even like if you look at Vinod Khanna, for instance, like he was obviously like a very macho star and like really like hot and very like me and all of that. But his machismo is different from the Feroz Khan machismo. And then, you know, like they complement each other and you really buy them as friends. Like they're like, Kurban is all about like friendship and everything. And they're such good friends. And it's just such a great chemistry between them. Like it's such a bromance. Can we pick that apart a little bit? Because I would like to know what you see as the differences in their machismo. Because I do, I Mm. agree with you, but I'm not sure I can like quite describe it. Can you describe it? I think for me, 
Vinod Khanna just seemed just sort of like effortless um, in a way that I don't find Feroz Khan so effortless. Feroz Khan is extremely charming and very cool, but he's kind of being cool also. Like it works. It totally works for me. And I don't feel like it's put on or anything, but it just doesn't seem, Vinod Khanna just seems more raw. And Feroz Khan just comes across as more polished. Um, they're both extremely hot. They're both extremely good looking, but there's like a mischief and like a charm to Feroz Khan that, that is missing with Vinod Khanna. I've never associated mischievousness with Vinod Khanna. He's just kind of like a straight shooter. Feroz you know? Khan is always winking at you. Yes, yes. That is such a good line. He's always winking at you. That is so true. Like he always has like a twinkle in his eye, which is I think what makes him so enduring and adorable. Um, and even this, when he's overacting, it's fine because of in, that. In this film in particular, because Fenor Khanna is a uh, basically widowed single dad, that mm. kind of plays up this like earnestness, I think, because yes. he's so cute with the little girl who plays his daughter. Yes, um, he's just adorable, and we don't really ever get the backstory of at least in the version, the upload I saw. There's no mention of what the no. girl's mother is. I love that. There's no moralizing about yeah they married or maybe they weren't. It doesn't matter. I love yeah. that, and I do want to well, get it. I don't even I know so if she died or she just left him. I yeah, have no we clue. Know. We don't yeah. know. And he's so good with her, and that really, I think, makes us go Ooh, in our hearts. Yeah. You know? So you don't see a ton of single dads in Hindi cinema, I don't think. And that's, he that's was, cute. He was also very like lovelorn in his scenes with Zina Taman because obviously it's like a one-sided, unrequited love. And where she and Feroz Khan are always like a pair from the beginning of the movie to the end. And one thing I greatly appreciated, now, anytime you're watching a movie that's from 1980, which Kurbani is, you're always going to be disappointed if you watch it in 2022 or whatever because of issues like consent. So I was mentally prepared for that, but it didn't happen. So I was, yeah, yeah, I was afraid that like, okay, so Vinod Khanna loves Zina Taman and she's not interested in him in that way because she loves Feroz Khan. I was so convinced that there was going to be at least one scene or one dialogue where he sort of kind of nudges her, where he's kind of like, well, yeah, but like, I love you, so shouldn't you love me back? And he doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, okay, she just tells him in a scene where she's like, no, there's someone else that I care about. And he lets it go. And it was so refreshing for a movie in 1980 for the guy to just be like oh okay I'm gonna be like mopey about it because I'm sad but I'm not gonna like violate any of your boundaries and you can trust me and I'm a good guy and I was like oh my god I love you VK and he also lets the relationship with his daughter between her and his daughter continue which I think is very sweet the little girl clearly loves this this woman that she's getting to spend time with and we we don't even have to do any rigmarole about here's your new mom or anything she gets to be like a a cool auntie that she gets to have in life and it's really it's really touching imagine you're learning about good boundaries in relationships from a Feroz Khan movie (laughs) who would have thunk it (laughs) and here we are let me let me jump us back to the stylist real quick and then I want to talk about the the morals here so our according to the credits we have for wardrobe Hmm. in charges Sheikh Akbar and Sheikh Lal and then costumes are by Ram Stylo New Stylo and Jawahar Dresswala that is us a plus I know, they were phenomenal. I was so convinced that there had to be a costume designer for John Baz as well. And with John Baz, I actually tried to watch the credits where I was like, okay, who has done all of these fabulous fashions? And it was the same thing. It was like, 
you know, someone called Manav or something. It was none of these were names that I'm familiar with. It literally just sounded like people who supply costumes to Bollywood movies. So this is my theory and feel free to question it. My theory is that because Feroz Khan has such a strong sense of style, I think that he basically just told the costume suppliers that this is what I want you to put them in. So he, in a way, was kind of like de facto designer. And he probably picked up a lot of things like cowboy boots and bolo ties and fringe and hats and stuff, probably on his trips abroad, is my guess. I, I think he was de facto designer. Yeah, his, That's especially, especially in Jan Baz of the ones we've watched, I guess to me, and thinking back across his other films that he directs and produces, to me, that one has the most, like, again, kind of American vibes. Yeah, like Texan or... And maybe that's the ranchness partly coming yeah. out. It seems quite deliberate. And, um, you know, in um, Kurbani, for example, he's got... Uh, this is not American. It's got a Mercedes that he crashes <laughs> and like the absolute chutzpah to import this very expensive car and then total it. In your opening scene, Amazing. mind you. You introduce yourself as smashing the bejesus out of a Mercedes. And the way they film it too, with like the cameras on the hood of the car at sometimes, and like he's clearly driving around that car. Like Amrish Puri is like, ah. <laughs> It's so good. I couldn't look away. And I've seen this movie so many times. And I was just like, oh my God, he's getting in the Mercedes. He's going to do this. And then he's just kind of like, eh, this is what I do. I trash Mercedes for a living. This is what I do. So I could so never. Funny. I'm so middle class. Let's talk about his, um, the sort of morality in his films. Because I love that he is as I was saying in an earlier episode, not only is he fairly equitable opportunity with the sleaze and the sort Mm -hmm. of sex appeal and depictions of and things, I feel like he really, he doesn't over over moralize about drugs. There's a few lines about like, you know, drugs are destroying this country. Like, yeah, but nothing, nothing more than anyone else is doing at that time or does today. And it's not, I feel like, those people aren't bad because they do drugs. Those people do drugs and are bad. Right. right? Kind right. of different. And but there's also nothing particularly glamorous about the depiction. Like I don't think you would right. watch films and be like, oh, I need to do as much coke as that character because look <laughs> how great they are. Like they're not great. They're like sweaty and oozy and like yeah. making bad choices. And I also just love that for the most part, from what I can what I've rewatched and what I remember is he mostly just understands that adults are adults and just lets it be. And there's no judgment about sex and stuff like that. And it's remarkable, remarkable. It's so refreshing. It's not heavy handed at all. It's like in Kurbani, for instance, it's very clear that, I mean, like Feroz Khan and Zinataman's character, they're in love, but they're not like married or engaged even or anything like that. We don't even know who her parents are or where she's from. We know nothing about her, which I was like, great. I do not need to see your parents and your aunt and your uncle. I don't care. And she's Um, a singer slash dancer and everybody loves her. Yeah. And good. (laughs) And it's very clearly implied that, you know, they have like an adult relationship and stuff. And it's just kind of like, well, yeah, that's what people do. And I was just like, really, we're not there's no there's not going to be any moralizing. It's just so lovely. And then there's also the danger, like when you watch some of the 80s movies where the woman is like a consenting adult, you know, the shoe is going to drop. 
you know, like, you know, that like half an hour later, there's going to be some terrible revelation about this woman, about how she has like lose morals or she's bad or she's going to betray the guy. And yeah, yeah, she's going to die. But Zina Kaman is just like, nope, she's just this absolutely gorgeous, classy chick who sings really well and looks like a million bucks and she's in love with Peroz Khan. And, you know, that's... And that's, yet, that's she's, she's also, when she finds out that he's a thief, by the way, I'm not sure how she didn't know that already because they've been... <laughs> like, that she's saying... What are suspicions, Beth? <laughs> it's fine. Um, you know, she actually says, I don't love money enough to stick with you during this and she leaves him yeah but she also seems to be content to be on her own because she doesn't then go into the arms of Ben Okana even though like no I don't know how she doesn't but <laughs> <laughs> that song hum tumhe chahte hai kaise? oh my god the way the sexual tension that the sexual tension just like Vinod Khanna looking at her and her looking at him and the the bikini and the sarong and the the seas and the sunset it's just it's so beautifully shot it holds up so well and and like part of me is like okay I get that you're like this very faithful lover and you're waiting for Feroz Khan to come out of jail and stuff and I applaud you for that because I do love Feroz Khan and I want you to be like faithful to him but at the same time it's been kind of girl <laughs> and you know under the hands of a different director oh. they might have you know killed off the thief character yeah but they don't and and, i mean when i first started watching his films as a director i remember people telling me either blogs or on blogs or twitter saying like feroz khan does not die in his own fair enough you don't have to like we're not all guru dut right like (laughs) does Rajkumar die in any of his own films either i was not not, right so like that that's fine that's your prerogative um and it gives (sighs) us the great sacrifice of the title and everything but i think you know, I, it's always interesting to see are films going to go with first love is the one that triumphs or are they going to go with the person who's morally less gray, but except right. Vinokana is also a criminal, although he's, yeah. he's, can we talk about that too? Like he walks away from the criminal gang in the beginning because they kill Mac Mohan for no reason at all. And he's like, that's not cool. I'm out. And he, and they, yeah. I don't care. Bye. And he drives yeah. off and goes pick up his daughter from school and like they just live in the country and it's fine yeah <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> like Amish like, was just like what what did, what did you just do I don't know I've ever seen a criminal character like stand up for one of his criminal colleagues before yeah. especially someone who's more like a kind of helper hench dude like my yeah is not the mastermind right like he's not right. a mastermind. he's avenging a fellow soldier I don't know right. if I've seen that before and no. I hadn't remembered it from watching this movie before and I was again, like, interestingly impressed, right? <laughs> I brought the line, and this is the line. <laughs> we don't kill our co-workers. <laughs> no, no, it was amazing. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. <laughs> what else in Kurbani do we want to talk about? Oh, the fashion, bed, the fashion. It's so good. Zenithman. okay, so this is what is so amazing about some of these movies that are from, like, the, the late 70s or the early 80s or whatever, um, 
that the fashion does not look bad at all. It still looks amazing. Yep. I mean, you look at all of Zainat Aman's outfit in this movie, like you look at her white slinky dress in Lela O Lela with like the feather boa and the, the crystals in her hair. And then you look at her red outfit from Abje Sakoi with the cutouts, the sequins, it's so beautiful. And then the flower in her hair, which also reminded me a little bit of Parveen Babi, like Parveen Babi's red yeah. dress with the flower in her hair. And then um, like the polka dotted outfit she wears with like the little um like the bow at the at the sleeve uh, at the chest i mean all of her outfits and then the saris she wears the chiffons with polka dots can we talk about the saris for a second because i was like aha there is a <laughs> point she puts on a sari after she gets to know the little girl yes but that, but she does go back to wearing like denims and stuff does, but we don't see her in story until she's kind of a mother figure i thought that was interesting right i was like oh is she now only going to wear saris but then she didn't she did wear them she wore them a little bit and then she didn't it was the same thing that happened in jean Baz too like yes. dimple gavadia literally from her first shot in opening shot in the movie is basically wearing cowboy boots and these sort of like maxi dresses that are very like flouncy and stuff and off shoulders and stuff like that and then she suddenly we see her in the scene with her dad in a sari and I was like wait what but then again she shows up in a sari later so it didn't seem to be like a choice that was supposed to signal anything specific it was just like this is just a part of her wardrobe and today she woke up and felt like wearing a sari and tomorrow she's going to wake up and feel like wearing a swimsuit and going for doing laps in the pool because yep. that's the bogavadia so i really like that the makeup was so on point um glossy lips very 80s very beautiful glossy. just gorgeous and Zenith Man's hair is so beautiful like she's so divine and her sunglasses it also reminded me a little bit of her look in um what is that movie with Amitabh um where they have the song Great Gangster Great Gambler Great Gambler mm-hmm. Reminded me a little bit of Great Gambler. And then I literally did like a series of photos on my Instagram because of um, Dimple Kapadia's makeup in Jambas. It is so like 80s sun-kissed look, like all the bronzer and all the dark lips and all the call. Every actress in a Feroz Khan movie has to wear like copious quantities of eye makeup always. There's always smoky eye. And she just looks divine. And also, can we talk about Dimple Kapadia's hair? Well, okay. So I want to ask, we can, I want to ask in, in, so we're hopping back and forth, obviously between Kirpani and John Baz, which is fine. Um, In John Baz, she, which is the wig and which is the real hair? Because it's like this length and curly. And then it's like, it's all over the shop. And I couldn't keep track. I think where it's like really high up on her and it's like, Firmed and it has like those tight curls. I think that's the wig. That's and I think, down as well. Yeah. And anytime it's just like natural and flowy, that's just Dimple Kavadia's hair because her hair has like a certain bounciness and like her she, hair is like auburn. She is the it's most shampoo so commercial hair in all of Hindi cinema. Divine, divine. Oh, bouncy. Like when she just like, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to use whatever product you're using. She has the <laughs> So fun fact. When I was a teenager, I uh, I used to read all of these magazines, right? Like Stardust and Flipper. I was obsessed with the movie. I, I would get all of these magazines and I would just read them. And um, <clears throat> there was like a little fun feature that they'd done in movie magazine where they asked like a bunch of actresses what their like hair care secrets were, right? And the only one whose hair care secrets I was interested in was Dimple Kavadia, hello. 
And then she goes, she apparently washes her hair with beer. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I was like two years old and I go home. And, I mean, I went home from school and I was reading the movie magazine. And then I said to my mom, I was like, do we have beer? And my mom was like, your dad's beer is in the fridge. Why do you ask? And I was like, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I never did wash my hair with beer because I didn't want to get into trouble. But it was like, hmm, there is beer in the fridge. That's, that's <laughs> Maybe I could. Advice. I don't I don't know why I've never done it, but that, yeah, the, the fashion magazines I loved as a teenager also said that sometimes. And I, I don't know this, this, if there's science there or not, but yeah. It was the most mind-boggling answer too, because all the other actresses in that little feature, like Sharmila Tagore or Sri Devi or whatever, their answers were so like basic it was like oh I massage my hair with coconut oil twice a week I make sure I don't use harsh like shampoos and then Dipu Kapani is like I wash my hair with beer (laughs) we have to talk about the music oh so good so good is there anything better than the Kurbani soundtrack no no no, Up Jessicoy, banger for the ages. Yes, Lela, Lela, amazing. Yeah, which I had forgotten was in this, and I was so happy to hear it. And then even the title track, which is a koali, which I'm always, I always love a koali. And for that so to good. come in, I was like, yes, it's so, it's so catchy, and I love that, like almost like a gone sound and yes. like the zither that they use. Yes. It's just like you want to get up and start dancing with swords, like they are. <laughs> It's so good. And then, of course, my you're favorite. Gonna, you're going to die in Dharmadma is all I can say. When I, you I'm going to enjoy Dharmadma. You're, you're going to love it. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> you know, like, um, I mean, I've been, this has been Feroz Khan Festival Week in my home anyway, so I'll probably watch Dharmadma tonight. Um, and then we can do another episode on it. We should do an episode about like Godfather-inspired movies so we can talk about Dharmadma, yeah, yeah. Nayakan, and then we can talk about other gangsters because that is my favorite genre after all. Yeah, but um, no, and also um, the song with Vinod Khanna. I mean, that was Vinod. Also, uh, what is that song? I never think about it because it's like a little bit more underrated in the extremely amazing Kurbani track. But Kya Dekhte Ho Surat Tumhari? So amazing. Also, what do you think about the Jambaz music? I really like it. It's catchy as all heck. Uh, Kayanji Ananji, like... Um, I went around singing those songs for days after I watched the film. The the absolute mastery of casting Dimple Kapadia, Sri Devi, and Rekha in the same film and never letting them overlap because like if you let them in the same scene, the whole thing would just burn down because they're too powerful. Like the screen behind you. The screen behind me. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's so good. And these song sequences, like such great ways to use these these women. Um, That Reika song is... Yeah, it is. um, There is a PhD thesis to write about that six minute segment or however long it is there are bubbles there's snm looking gear i will say i'm sure that people who actually participate in snm communities will have a lot to say about this in a very intelligent way so i don't but like to the pop culture read that's what's happening i have no idea how it tracks actually i'm kind of there's the tiger head pieces and the gorilla costume 
And then, yeah, this amazing song is happening. And then someone comes in a gorilla costume, is kind of subdued by the very scantily clad, mostly men backup dancers. Yeah. And then is off the stage. And then the song continues. So like in all of this, there's also a guy in a gorilla suit or a person in a gorilla suit. And I don't know. Feroz Khan's guest appearance. I mean, not guest appearance, but like he shows up in that song where he's like, Watching this, he's just like barely smoking away while people are dancing, and he's just you like, I'm dance. just so dance. No, yeah, this is also yeah. like a, a shockingly multicultural song. You've got white backing backing dancers, black backing dancers, like it, it's like everybody. It's a free for all, and equitable sleaze, like you said. Those like the women are scantily clad, but so are the everybody's, men. It's everybody's sleazy, but then there's also <laughs> bubbles. There's like a bubble machine. <laughs> And then there's the disco lights. And like, it is like, why not? It's, if women are playing musical instruments. That's also yeah. not super common. He's not the only one to do it. But like this movie has, and it has, there's international cast in that um, songs, like the woman doing the kind of robot dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved her. <laughs> She's on Twitter. Actually, she so, uh, someone tagged her in response to some of my <gasps> tweets. So like, it, this is a, this is a, I mean, again, fascinating use of budget. And it's just so... Yeah. It's so extra and it works so well. Reka, Reka is amazing all over the place and everything. She looks like she's having like, a good time. What a good time that must have been. I read somewhere that she was initially offered um, Dimple's role, um, which I think would have also worked beautifully. But I, I think that what they ended up with was perfect. Oh, yeah. No no complaints, no notes. But I, I just, this music is... is like it's catchy doesn't even get it right it like wormed its way into my soul and has lost for a week and i'm just disappointed that my life does not come with this soundtrack i know right (laughs) how cool would it be we should just like go to work and everything like listening to the song constantly (laughs) and then do the robot dance at work hello good morning how are you if i was more people who knew about vintage bollywood music i would like most people around me would be like what are you what are you doing but i mean they'd they'd understand because it's me but like i but but it's in my head at all times and i do feel cooler listening yes it in my head i feel cooler too I am not cool, but I feel no. cool. No. But it, it also I'm, also, right. I'm also very, very staunchly middle class. But when I watch his movies, I feel very rich. And if I had cowboy boots, I would have put them on. I don't own any, but like it made yes. me want to go put on whatever I had that could remotely approximate. Oh, but so like Dimple's got one of those like um. I call it like a peasant dress or a prairie dress. I don't know. Lousy top. You can pull the shoulders down off your shoulder, and then it's got several tiers of skirt. Like mm-hmm. put that on with some boots, and then yes. go someone fix a motorcycle, <laughs> and then I won't say the other stuff that happens in that scene. Right, the hay cart. Yeah, I mean, like all in a day's work. <laughs> I love the scene, by the way, in Jambas, where this extremely beautiful, extremely glamorous and put together woman called Dimba Kabadia is like just walking around. She's like, I don't want to be a burden on anyone. I want to work too. And Sushma said, poor thing, is like, okay, but like, it's a farm. Where are you going to work? And you don't need work. She's like, no, I will work. And she's like, Okay, I guess you can work on the farm. And I was like, yeah, Dimple, what are you going to do on this farm? <laughs> she knows about horses. We see her learning horse riding yeah. when she's a little girl. She is a horse girl. <laughs> I would like to, so if you are a horse person, which I'm not, but I imagine that this is a real treat, this film, because there's yeah. a lot of horse time. I hope the horses were well treated. Uh, we try not oh, to. 
questions. I'm sure they were given that it's Feroz Khan and his family's like horse breeders and stuff. And it is his farm. So for all you know, they're his horses. And as far as we could tell, nothing like that, nothing traumatic happens to the horses that we see. Yeah. Like a battle scene where you worry about them. Oh, yeah. The horse in this film, who is a stand in for Anil Kapoor, and I'm not kidding. Like it's clearly his surrogate as a like tame him. And the, when he walks yeah. out, this macho. Macho. More is more. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, have you ever heard that philosophy where it's like there's two kinds of people in this world? There's the people who anytime you say something, they say, why? And then there's the people you say anything, however outlandish an idea, and they say, why not? Feroz Khan is the king of why not? <laughs> so I'll be like, okay, you can have this element in your movie and also this maybe this and perhaps this but like a little smidgen of it maybe because we don't want to be too much and he's like why not like let's just throw the kitchen sink at everything and it'll work and it does and yet there's still a very specific like visual style that's happening plot he's like there's some comedy uncle nonsense and there's like the parsi family for i don't know what reason i just wanted to edit them out like there's not a ton of that right i've seen much more meandering films yeah like it's pretty i'm not gonna call it tight but it is right it is deliberate and it's doing what it's doing it's Um, taking it forward you know what's happening yeah yeah and he's not and like he's obviously casting like a bunch of his favorite oh it's that guys you know like they're 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 all over it's wonderful um like that in in janbaz the absolute rogues gallery that opens that film (laughs) with Unit Asar and uh, Jack God and like Shakti Kapoor, all the people. Okay, can I just speak about Shakti Kapoor for one second? Please. Not that I've ever liked this man ever, on screen, off screen, whatever. What is to like? But I have a question. In a movie where everybody is doing such a good job, all he ever does is he just acts at like a fever pitch (laughs) always like everybody is talking normal like everyone is like we have a drug consignment coming today because we are going to like destroy the youth of India and they'll say it in a monotone and they're very chill about it like you know this is our job we are destroying the youth of India and then Shakti Kapoor is like yes we will destroy the youth of India and I'm like can you like take a chill pill for two seconds he's always up like the most overacting you can do and his eye is always doing this and his face is always scrunched up and it's like I never associated Shakti Kapoor with good acting but he's so horrendously bad Beth I I wanted to smack his face every time he showed up on screen he doesn't that didn't bother me whatsoever um really yeah so I I was looking at his um his biography a bit and he's you know he's an he kind of struggled for a bit and wikipedia says he's been in over 600 films which i can believe Um, i can believe that too i you know he's just uh he's what to say like he's he's fixture doesn't even get at it right like he's in all of these films he's ubiquitous playing in my experience, which is probably not even 10% of what he's made, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he plays very, very similar people almost all the time. Not all the time, but very similar. And that's, again, not his fault. I mean, this is what he gets offered. He's going to take it. Um, he's almost like, he's almost moved beyond actor and character into some other like 
realm of like a molecule in the air. Like (laughs) he's just, he's so ubiquitous. Um, That is air I do not want to breathe. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, every time I look at one of these character actors and you look up how many films they've been in, it's like 300, 350, 400, over 600 is the biggest number I've ever seen for one of these guys. I I absolutely believe it. So it's, you know, and at some point there will be, uh, I'm sure some kind of masterpiece written about his career and kind of what he brought to films that others weren't doing. Because clearly it works for people because he is cast so often and usually at least again in my limited experience he's usually like the top of the hench dudes right he's not one of a million he might get his own name but he does get a name (laughs) yeah he's like more evil than mark mohan like he's the guy who's gonna because he's crafty and cunning and the schemer he's the right age to be like sexually menacing in a way that the other like it's yes like his real life like (sighs) um but it he really is he's fascinating and i would love to hear from people who've seen more of his films and like are more drenched in this uh the kind of yeah, yeah. um to and so uh, my friend Asim, i'm talking to you Asim baba jogeshwari on twitter you know who you are <laughs> um it's just, uh, it's just yeah i don't really know what to say he's he's beyond a, a character and an actor he's something else entirely I- I did read some trivia about how Shakti Kapoor got his um, sort of like role in Feroz Khan movies and just in general in Bollywood as well. So we do have Feroz Khan to blame, or at least I'm going to blame Feroz Khan for Shakti Kapoor being the molecule um, that is all pervasive. So apparently Shakti Kapoor was still like a struggle. And I don't know how true the story is. This came from Shakti Kapoor's mouth. So you have to take it with like a barrel of salt. Um, (laughs) But he was a struggler and he was driving his car. I immediately like, raised an eyebrow that you were a struggler and trying to get your foot into the film industry and you were driving a car. Okay. So he was driving this like old Fiat car or whatever. And a guy in a Mercedes tried to overtake him. And because he tried to overtake him, he hit the Fiat. And Shakti Kapoor got angry and he got out of the car and started screaming at the person like, what the heck, dude? And the the dude in the Mercedes happened to be none other than Feroz Khan, apparently. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And Feroz Khan was like, and then when Shakti Kapoor saw him, he was like, oh shit, it's Feroz Khan. Like I'm screaming at Feroz Khan. And then Feroz Khan was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to hit you with my Mercedes or whatever. And Shakti Kapoor was like, um, by the way, I'm a struggling actor and you can make it up to me by giving me a role. And then he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And he gave him his card. And then Feroz Khan went to work, uh, like went to his office or whatever. And he told one of the casting people that he wanted to cast this guy whose car he'd hit that morning. And the casting director actually happened to put a photo of Shakti Kapoor in front of him and I and said that I was actually thinking of casting this guy as the villain. And Feroz Khan was like, wait, that's the guy hit with my car. So wow. serendipity happens to Shakti Kapoor also. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I'm looking at his um his filmography and one of his early films, it's not the first, but it's the original Johnny Dushman, which I, oh. <laughs> it's not, it, it doesn't seem to have a named role, but uh, yeah. So he's, I mean, we all know who he, this is, Kurbani is very early in his career relatively. Right. Who knows what was filmed first and when it came out and whatever he's, yeah. Are there other members of the supporting cast that struck you? Cause one of them for me was Sushma Set in- um, I love her. She's just so elegant. And her character is so interesting because she, first of all, she's like mom character and she wears her hair loose sometimes, which I feel like you almost Mm -hmm. never see. Yeah. Um, 
she really stands up for Dimple and is like, yeah, so this woman is like under our care because of family connections or friend connections. And uh, you won't treat her like this. And if you throw her out, I'm leaving. Yeah, and, well, I love that. Throw her out over my dead body. And I thought for sure we would see said dead body and we don't. Yeah. And then, but then she's also complicated because you're not like, oh, she's not just like correct, upright mom, because then she tries to stand up for her. You know, she's like, when my son has actually murdered someone, I will kick into rich, privileged person gear and try to protect yeah. him. Um, but yet I don't and like I hate that, but I'm also like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. So I actually like that because I felt like even though she's not like some extremely major character in Chambas, she's like the mom, but it's there's shades of gray to her. Like, yes, she's a good person and she wants to be nice to Dimple and take care of her. But then when her son has essentially committed a murder, she will also try to like do everything she can to cover it up. And she expressly asks Marish Puri, her husband, to help to cover it up. And it's like a very like it to Brutus moment for Feroz Khan because he's basically the only person in that family who is like actually very like morally upright and all about those things. The other thing I found interesting in Jambas was Amrish Puri's character because I am so used to seeing Amrish Puri as like a terrible, horrible villain, for example, movies like Koila, that I just thought he was going to be this terrible, horrible person. But the weird thing is he's actually not a villain. Again, he's a very gray character and there's like he he's very close to um Anil Kapoor's character the younger son and they're both kind of like it's implied that Amrish Puri maybe was a womanizer at some point in time and yeah but it does seem like during the course of the movie he is faithful to his wife to Sushma Sethi and he's very affectionate and loving towards her but he loves talking about like women and cracking dirty jokes and stuff like that with his younger son and they kind of have like this buddy buddy relationship but at the same time and at the same time he doesn't approve of his older son because he got a job in the police force and he's like whatever only losers do that but then when Anil Kapoor goes on the lamb he is also like he goes into like dad mode and he's like concerned for his son and he gives him money and he hugs him. And I was so confused because I have never, I mean, not never, but I rarely get to see Amrish Puri in like a character that has all these shades of gray. Like he's terrible, but then he's also good, but he cracks dirty jokes and seems to have been a womanizer at one point, but he is faithful to his wife. But like, he doesn't approve of his older son, but he knows his older son is the good guy. He was just, in fact, I would say the most one-note character in that movie is Feroz Khan. Absolutely. He's the one who has no shades of gray. He is just, I'm just like the good guy and I'm the hero of this movie and I have no flaws whatsoever. But Anil Kapoor is clearly the cad and the rake. And Feroz Khan is the one who's like the morally upright person in this film. And I just found that very interesting. I'm like, biggest, biggest flaw, I think, is that he's a terrible dad. Yes. Right. So like he he plays this huge game of favorites between his sons. If you part of me was like, all of this could have been avoided if you actually made your grown ass children move out of your house. Like this. Yeah. Would have... No, okay. Um but but to be fair, I would not move out of that house, Beth. It is too nice. No, I suppose not. It is a very nice no. house. Even has a very nice guest house where Dimple It is very nice. I'm not leaving that house. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he is super interesting, and and the scene where he is comforting the woman who's Delav Del- Tahil's mother, who is now yes. 
son has been killed. At first I was like, oh, is he like genuinely moved by that death? And then you realize he's going to pay her off to keep quiet. But something in the way that that was portrayed and at least how it was subtitled made me feel like it was both. It wasn't yeah. Like, I do think he was genuinely sorry for her. I didn't quite understand what their relationship was. Like, it almost felt like she had been his nanny or something. Like, they were very close in a way. Oh, I didn't get the impression that she was his nanny. I just got the impression that she was, like, someone who worked there. I'm making that up. It just felt like he was so kind to her. Yes. Yes, he's trying to buy her off. But I feel like he was also kind because when his son, when Anil goes on the run for for basically being a murderer, he he seems very sad at the loss of his favorite son. It's really it's really interesting. And he's also not, I don't think, involved in any of the drug stuff. Right. So no, he's he isn't a ranch guy who's a terrible father. But yeah. that's kind of the extent of it. Now, in Kurbani, he's a criminal master yeah. and like. Uh, you know, has done wrong by Aruna Irani and all this other stuff. Um, but in Janbaz, he's a, a, yeah, like like you said, a very shades of gray guy, which is which you don't expect and is very interesting. Right. In fact, we see that the the lady, the the woman who works for them, who's worked for them for like years and years, um, Dilipta has mom. We first see her at um, Amrish Puri's uh, that the party that they're having. It's his birthday party. And she actually approaches him and she hands him like a little bouquet of flowers. And I was fully expecting him to be like bad Amrish Puri because that's when we first see him. And I thought he was going to be like, I don't want your stupid cheap ass flowers and like throw them or something or be fake to her and like throw them. He was actually like genuinely nice and kind. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. And he takes the flowers and then he's like, you know, enjoy the party or whatever. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> Why are you being so randomly nice? Like when Amrish Puri is being nice to someone, you got to be suspicious, Beth. You're like, something is wrong. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, the, yeah, just the cat, the casting in this is so fun. And like um, Aruna Irani in Kurbani, she's not there very much. And her name is Princess. Um, <laughs> and, she's- and she has the, the contact lenses. The famous, uh, biggest, like I'm, I'm the snake now. Yes, <laughs> which are amazing. Um, uh, and isn't she Shakti Kapoor's sister in the movie? Which I was uh, like, well, that is one brother sister. Do I want nothing to do? Wearing with? leopard print and purple leotards and like. I oh, I have to tell you my favorite dialogue in Jambas. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, you're not supposed to laugh, but like it made me laugh. So there's this scene where. Um, at that same birthday party of Amrish Puri's. So he walks out of his mansion or whatever, and this poor woman gives him the bouquet. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. And then he goes ahead. And then he sees Feroz Khan, his older son, who is like such a party pooper, who's in his police uniform, and he's getting into his Jeep. And Amrish Puri is like, what? It's like, even today, like, you're not going to enjoy the party. You're going to go off to work. And Feroz Khan is just like, yes, because I have to go because there's a body in the morgue. <laughs> All the excuses, all the reasons to get out of a party. I've gotten out of so many parties and lied through my teeth so many times, but I've never said to my credit, I've never said, no, I cannot attend your party because there is a body in the morgue. There has been a murder. I must go. I'm going to start. And Amrish Puri is just like, okay. <laughs> this is why he prefers his younger son, Anil Kapoor, because he's just like drinking and having a gala time and being like all like snazzy and smoking. Can we talk about Anil Kapoor's looks in Jambas for two seconds? Sure. 
Okay, question for you. Have you ever found Anil Kapoor attractive, like physically attractive in any movie? So I want to I want to say one thing first. I my I have seen sort of very spotty bits here and there of his filmography. I've seen I mean it's a lot of films, but it's not I think a lot compared to what he's done. Oh yeah. I think he's actually very attractive now. Yes, now he's very attractive. Like in Jug Jug Jio and um, yes. of course Dilda Docnado. Um I feel like like as older, you know, handsome older man, he's doing really well. But like he's extremely years, handsome in Dildarakne though. Yeah. In his younger years, no. No. It, it was just so I never found Anil Kapoor even remotely attractive in any film of his I've seen. Having said that, I do enjoy his movies and I like his acting. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he's just like, oh, there's just too much hair. And I, during the vlog days, I had coined his name Bhalu Kapoor because Bhalu means bear. So it was like, I, anyone would talk about Al Kapoor, I'd be like, oh yeah, Bhalu Kapoor. Yeah, I've seen that movie of his. So he's just a little too hairy. Having said that, Jambaz is the only movie in which I think he was attractive. Mm. Reason being the styling, because of the way they dressed him up and the, they, I think, took advantage of his lankiness and his tall frame and they put him in those like tight jeans with yeah. the cowboy boots and the, so the French cool. jacket. He looks really good in Jambas and they really noticed they tried to accentuate his height yeah. even more because yeah. with the shorts that, you know, the way they're unbuttoned and like he, for the first time in a movie, had swagger. Yeah. He does swagger. And I think it was lent to him by Feroz Khan. It was like being around the molecules of Feroz Khan infected him with swagger. <laughs> also, he was wearing copious quantities of bronzer, I noticed. Because Anil Kapoor is a fairly fair-complexioned guy. And this is the first movie I've seen where he had a lot of like tanner and a lot of bronzer on. And it actually did make him attractive. And the color palette of this movie, there's, I mean, this movie is such a visual delight. So is Kurbani. There's all these earth tones every time they're on the farm. There's the, the wheat grass and like the weeds and there's lots of goldens and yellows and Dimple's color palette is very like earthy. And then his color palette is very earthy. And he looked really good in like the denims and the and the jackets and the brown bronze or whatever he had put on. Like he actually looked very handsome. And I was like, I'm finding Anil Kapoor handsome. What is what is happening here? Um, he was still overly hairy, though. I took one screenshot where it's him and Dimukapadia in the in the hay in the barn, and um, I took that picture because I was going to tweet it. And then I was like, "What is that black stuff?" And I was like, "Oh, that's his chest hair." Ugh, no. <laughs> and then I refused to refused to post it. But, I mean, as, as ever, men are not subjected to the same beauty standards no I know it's worse now like that could never stand now but uh you know dimples wearing now granted they do both have makeup on clearly as you pointed yeah. out but like yeah that that would not the equivalent would not would not happen for a woman but yeah he's uh he he's he's a very good actor and I this is it's fun to see him like so sleazy in this in this film I really and I Such buy an unrelenting cad. Yeah, I buy their attraction to one another. Yeah. Um, that whole like I hate you, but secretly I'm attracted to you thing. Like one of the biggest tropes of all time. I don't always enjoy that, but I felt like they sold it pretty well in this film. And I hate, I hate how she then uses um Dalip Tahil to try to make him yeah. with with fatal consequences. And it's really yeah. It was really moving. I had kind of forgotten that part. And I, you know, she's so awful to him. He clearly is infatuated with her and she's just yeah. 
unrelentingly awful to him while out of the other corner of her mouth being so angry at Anna for how he's treated oh, yeah. her. He does not see her hypocrisy, her hypocrisy right. in this action. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's fatal and it's very sad. But that's also what I like about the film that is like, except for Feroz Khan, who is Mr. Goody Do Shoes, everyone in this movie is some shade of not great. Yeah. Um, and that's good. I had a question for you because earlier we were talking about like um, the sleaze. Now I've heard a lot of people call Feroz Khan's movie sleazy. I suspect many of these people are people who greatly enjoy Burjatia films. <laughs> Um, but the weird thing is I've never actually considered his movie sleazy, especially the movies he did back in the late seventies, early eighties. I mean, some of the stuff he did in the two thousands with like Prema Gunn and John Sheen, like really went into like some of the sleaziness, but these movies, I've never really thought of it as sleazy. And I wonder why he gets that rap. Um, I mean, it's relative, right? For mainstream indie film of this time, I suspect this is about as far as the envelope got pushed for depictions of sexual desire in particular. And the fact that he's unapologetic about it, the fact that he's not particularly moralizing about it, especially relatively, right? Mm -hmm. I I suspect that's what it is, but it isn't, I would agree with you. And I'm probably a person who's used that word about him. And I agree, it's not not accurate and it's not fair. Um, Yeah, because when I think of sleazy and I think of, lechy dirty old man i think of raj kapoor well yeah because he's pretending right yeah that is what is so smarmy the man was smarmy okay like there's okay like for example you have seen the man wearing a bikini top and a sarong in kurbani in um and she's also she's also worn a white bikini in one of the scenes as well and then you also have her essentially was wearing a bikini top and a sarong except it's indian pied in satyam shivam sandaram but there is such a difference with movies like satyam shivam sandaram or ram teri gangameli or any of the dreck that Raj Kapoor produced. It, what is disgusting about it is that he's presenting it and promoting it in a very provocative way, but it's almost like it's like the male gaze and the woman doesn't seem to be in any control of it. Whereas in Kurbani, she's just presented so beautifully. It's so aesthetic. And she's presented as this is just her wardrobe and she's modern and she's a nightclub singer and she has this amazing body. So why shouldn't she wear all these things? And there's nothing icky about it. I watch Raj Kapoor movies and I'm just like, Ugh. you know what I mean? So when I think sleazy, I don't think Feroz Khan. I think Raj Kapoor. Yeah, I guess um, I think it's the pretense that is so exactly. irritating about yeah. it. It's the pretense. I don't feel any hypocrisy in Furrow's right. And I, for an industry that, you know, because of the censors and for so long has had mm-hmm. to skate around like, oh, no sex in Bollywood. Like there's always been right. sex in Hindi. Yes. Films. It's all over the place. It is often metaphorical or whatever else, but like it's right. always. And he, he pushes that pretty far and he doesn't pretend he's not. And I, you know, it, I really, really appreciate that about him, that he's just making the film he wants to make. And yeah, and when we were a class, class, a fantastic music, great acting, like it's all systems go and it's, it's fabulous. Yeah. And it, his movies, I mean, now there's some parts of Jambas that don't really hold up so well, like some of the dialogues that um, Anil Kapoor mouths at Dimple, but yeah. 
the only defense I can sort of mount for that is that Anil Kapoor's character is not someone that we're supposed to like. He's not valorized. He is a cad. He is a terrible human being. And we know that to some extent Feroz Khan does not agree with the things that Anil Kapoor is spouting because his own character would never say those things. And Anil Kapoor dies. Yes. The end of the film. Like he is not rewarded. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're we're learning all about boundaries from Feroz Khan films. We're learning about consent from Feroz Khan movies. Apart from being extremely, extremely entertaining and enjoyable and earwormy, this has also been very educational. So if people have not seen Jambas, if they have not seen Kurbani, they should watch these movies and they should think of it as like an education. They should think of it like I am educating myself. I'm going to spend six hours watching these movies and I'm going to like learn something and expand my mind. <laughs> How did you, speaking of expansion of mind, did you like the these scenes that are meant to like m- metaphorically show drugs, all the waves crashing and the lights and the LED? So yeah, we do have to talk about Sri Devi's drug trip. It is oh yes for a reason. And she was tripping as a kid who grew up in the U.S. under Reagan's like say no to drugs, not just say no on drugs and all that stuff like i'm, I'm well versed in de- in ridiculous depictions of drug use <laughs> um this is like everything about it's amazing the like fire on the screen and liquid on the screen like, i watched it twice i loved i love it so much there's a scene where she you know she's been held by the bad guys at their country estate there's a cat in a red cage for <laughs> yes she like grabs the cage, she looks around it. And then the next scene is Sri Devi is in a red wicker chair, which is basically the same thing, right? A red cage. And she's like spinning. Right. spinning All that is there, I think, just to make the comparison. I don't even know why they're making the comparison, but it's just like, again, like A plus Sri Devi, superstar of all time. I can't wait till we get to our superstar episode on her. I think we should do like 10 on Sri Devi. I love her so much. Um I wouldn't have wanted anyone else cast in that role, even though I feel like many of our our fabulous divas could. I'm sorry, I'm saying like fabulous diva, like I'm on Drag Race season one, but like <laughs> fabulous divas in the like opera sense of diva. It, it, she just, it's so, it's so fun, it's so good. I can't imagine anyone really felt like, oh, this is a message about drug, <laughs> drug use. Really, oh, no. <laughs> it's very, very filmy. But again, he he goes there and. Yeah, I don't know how, I'm sure there's all sorts of interviews about like how many days she spent on set doing that, whatever. Maybe it's just like one, I don't know. (laughs) She seems like you can nail it in one take, I'm sure. But it is just so, so funny and so (gasps) ridiculous. But at the same time, I do think sort of sets up and underscores how Feroz's character, like he doesn't get another love interest. He's basically- He's basically a widower for all intents and purposes. And he just sits sadly playing his guitar to her song and like remembers her. And I found mm-hmm. it kind of touching. Like it somehow. I, it. I thought it was cute. And it's funny too, right? Because in Kurbani also you have Vinod Khanna as the widower who still remembers his wife and the mother of his child. And he's like still very much like attached to her. And now that he sees in Atamani, he's like, oh, wow, like maybe, maybe not. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then in this one also, so they're do like for all the casual sex in his movies and for all the 
sort of like fast and loose, like do what you want, kind of sex, drugs and rock and roll kind of um, vibe that his movies have. There's there's definitely like a strong emphasis on like love and friendship. I mean, Kurbani at its core is is, is a bromance. It's about the friendship yeah, that we there's a lot of exploration of fidelity in these movies. Yeah. It's a very different kind of fidelity. And we even see it in, you know, in Janbaz, we see it in the parental generation that like, yes. whatever reason, Sushma said that Amrish Puri's marriage is rock solid. Yeah. You know why or how that possibly works. But like they, you know, there's there's commitment to other people in these films in ways that, that um yeah, it's beyond the the basic sort of family or parent child or whatever that we see. It's a little more complicated than that. And I really, I do really yeah. like I love a bromance. I love a friendship movie. Um, boy, those two in Kurbani, like there's so much hugging and handholding and like a hospital. It's so cute. And like, I, I was actually just, I've been rewatching um, the seventies Hera Ferry with Vinod and mm. Amitabh, which is one of oh, my yeah. favorite sort of masala comedies. And they, they too have quite a bromance in that movie. And I, I love it. I love it. I love these friendships. What was that? The other Vinod Kanan Amitabh movie, was it uh, Lavaris? Yes. That was that was a really good one too. They are. Um, in, am I blanking? Oh, and um, um, Rocky, uh, Rocky. That one is really good. Yeah, it had that song. Um, oh, Satire, Tere Bina Bhi Kya Jina, and then it has one of my favorite songs. Oh, uh, uh, oh yeah, Allah. I love that song too. <laughs> and they're in what probably my favorite Hindi film of all time, Parvarish. Uh, oh right, you did say that is my favorite Hindi movie. Brothers yeah. and it's certainly one of my very top favorites. Like they are so good together, and that they make a great pair. But yeah, I I do love Pharaohs and Vinod together again because the the like swagger and mas- the machismo and the the masculinity pairs nicely well together. I was thinking, um, I should know the answer to this off the top of my head, and I do not. Is there a film where Shashi Kapoor and Pharaohs Khan are dual leads? I was just that- thinking. That would not work as well. I would not. Yes, exactly. I was just thinking because there are some shades to Feroz Khan that also remind me of Shashi Kapoor. I think it's the sophistication. Oh, sure. Um, Because their vibe is different. Shashi Kapoor is very like gentleman. Except for when he's doing villainish things in movies like Janoon. But usually Um, he's a gentleman and he's like a gentleman in a suit. He's rich. Yes. He's yeah. always rich. Yes. He just looks rich. Come and on. He looks rich. refined. He's very yeah. refined. Yes. Rose Khan is not born. refined. <laughs> He's very that refined. is why I love Rose Khan. Rose Khan is more like nouveau riche. Like, I got all the money to spend and I'm going to spend it and you're going to watch me spend it. Um, I'm gonna burn like, all here, are my, here are my art books. He's here are my horses. <laughs> yes. But you can have horses, but he doesn't. I feel like a Seth Ali Khan character would have both horses and art books. Somehow these are yes, so true. (laughs) No, but I was thinking about that because I was like, I like that urbane sophistication and like live life king size vibe that Feroz Khan has Mm -hmm. with Winod Khanna. It's a great combination. Also, Feroz Khan with the very down home, earthy, raw Anil Kapoor vibe in Jambas that works also. But I don't think that he, like Feroz would work with someone sophisticated like um, Shashi Kapoor. And there are no movies her, together. None. I mean, it makes sense. There's just, there wouldn't be 
enough of a contrast. Shashi Kapoor is so great when you when you contrast him with Amitabh Bachchan. Like they make such a good pair. You need some level of contradiction and contrast for them to play off of each other. There's at least one film where Shashi Kapoor stars with Dharmendra, and that's super. Mm. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, those are like two great tastes that didn't quite get blended together. Yeah. And there, I know there's at least one where he's with Vinod Khanna and that that works okay. But again, it's not the best pairing mm. of these of these like the you know the the men stars. It's a it's a delicate but Dharam and Amitabh is so great. It's great. I mean, Chole, Chupke, Chupke, all of these things. And then Amitabh and Rajesh Khanna is also great. So it's it's interesting. It's like I almost and want to Shashi, sit down. Shashi and Rajesh Khanna is okay in the one I've seen. Where is the Shashi and Rajesh Khanna pairing? Uh, it's called, it's he, Rajesh Khanna is like a criminal and he was in love with Mumtaz first, but then she marries Shashi and he's a cop. Um, oh, is, maybe it's just called Love Story or something like that. I can't remember. It's not, it's not. It's not great. Prim okay, Kahani. I don't. I it don't know. It's called Kahani, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I know Prem Kahani. I know this movie. It has really good songs. But that's them, right? I feel that's. I those don't remember it. I, I mean, I remember Rajesh Khanna and Mumtaz in it, but okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I almost like I'm such a nerd. Like after we finish recording, I literally want to sit down on a sheet of paper and do like a match the columns and try yeah. to figure out. What it is where you have Feroz and Shashi in one column, and then you have the rugged men, you have the Amitabhs and the Vinod Khannas in that other column, and then Dharmendra falls into that column as well. Although Dharmendra is versatile enough that you put that, he's just so good looking too. You put him in a suit and you make him a little bit more urban, and it and he can kind of like he can cross those uh those lines i think and you did see dharam and feroz khan together in admir and san right right so he's more like he can be in either camp but he's more in the vinod khanna amitabh gang uh, yeah. camp and then yeah so who else is in the shashi camp then in later years it would be rishi kapoor Yes, that's true. In later years, it would be Rishi Kapoor. Like, especially when you see young Rishi and like Kabi Kabi and all of those movies where he's young, he has swagger too. He's, he's not another not like I'm a police officer, but also no, I have no. a master's degree. Like, yeah, <laughs> she has that kind of that kind of. Um, Shashi has an intellectual appeal, whereas Rishi has more uh, of like a fun or mischievous appeal yeah. and a little bit of a chip on his shoulder where you know he can be a jackass and he is sometimes. This is so interesting. And then obviously it's going to shift around as the decades go by about who's doing yes. all these yes. But I, I can't believe I can't put anyone else in the Shashi column because I love, you know, obviously I love him, but I also love a lot of the movies of that era. So I mean, there were, I think there were some actors that, that we could put into that column, but because of maybe a lack of charisma or not having like very conventionally good looks, they didn't make it big. For example, Amor Palikar could be in that, but he was, he's not good looking enough that he could, oh, Farooq Sheikh, you could put Farooq Sheikh in that column. Yes. Yes. Why isn't there like a Shashi Kapoor Farooq Sheikh film? That would have been Here's the person who kind of blends. I don't like this person, but they kind of blend around is Manoj Kumar. Oh, does he like him? Oh, yeah. He's got movies with Shashi Kapoor. He's got movies with, uh, you know, Dilip Kumar. He's got like, he kind of. He's just in his own category of whiny. <laughs> yeah, just cry all day. He's not my favorite. He falls into the good of that category. <laughs> and this, I think, is why. Uh, 
it was really interesting to me as I learned more about Shashi Kapoor that people would would say to me, you know, when Sef Ali Khan launched, they were calling him the new Shashi Kapoor. And at first I was like, huh? But what? I do really see it. I really see it because as young, younger stars, they were both, they both got this like moppity fun dance energy. Yeah, true. And they, they come off as sort of like rich, impish and sweet. Uh, that kind yeah. of works. And then again, the like, I have horses and I have a master's degree and I have a very fancy refined house and my wife picks out all my very good clothes, you know, like they both but, have that. But see, I disagree in the master's degree. I don't associate <laughs> one with the master's degree. I associate with the, with the guy who like barely passed his exam and probably because his dad bribed the principal. Well, yeah. And Shashi Kapoor has basically no education as far as I can remember. Like, he does not have any advanced degrees of any, I think he barely <laughs> Isn't that amazing that someone could have no education whatsoever? And we just look at him and we're like, oh, gosh, that guy just. Right. He literally grew up in a traveling Shakespeare troupe, right? So like that's his real life background, this theater background and stuff, which is going to get, and obviously what whatever his brothers are doing that exposes. That right. To. So like he does come from a, in a way, a certain kind of cosmopolitan. Approach. Right. Solely, not solely by any means, because obviously the compers are quite conservative in certain ways and whatever. Yeah. But, he, and because he was always doing parallel cinema and mainstream cinema and kind of middle road stuff and the theatrical stuff yeah. this, and, and international projects, right? Like right. he's, he's he everything. The, he's the merchant ivory guy for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. So like, again, I don't know how we got, I didn't mean to pull us off into Shashi Kapoor. No, no. Other, but I, I thought of, um, I thought of two more people that go into yeah. that other category. There's Jackie Shroff very rugged and you know all of that mm-hmm. and um also Neil Kapoor mm-hmm. but again we're seeing a dearth in this camp but I okay. mean I would add Farooq Sheikh and Amal Palikar to that camp but they're not to the manor born they're oh. just they're very like middle class versions yeah. of the to the manor born not guy like full tilt masala no either like I I've seen Farooq Sheikh in a couple of quite full tilt masala films and it's it's fine it works and he's in a Yash Yash Chopra well his first movie itself Nuri yeah was that his first movie yeah yeah Yeah. Nuri is very masala and it's Yash Raj great music they look so cute together Farooq and Punandala so good every if you haven't seen warned it's very sad because I didn't know (laughs) you didn't know Nuri was sad no Oh, it is. It's very sad. Yeah, but it's cute. It is cute. Anything else that we need to say about the late great Pharaohs Khan? I mean, there's so much we could say, but like, it will just keep talking. We'll come back and do some gangster movies. Maybe if this podcast goes on long enough, we can do some cowboy films, which he obviously has to be uh, in because there's there's no Hindi cowboy like Pharaohs Khan, as far as I've ever. There are there are great Telugu cowboy films I've seen, but for Hindi cinema, this guy. It's um, this guy. Hands okay. down. <laughs> um, and every, like you said, people should watch both both Janbaz and Kurbani if they haven't. And if you haven't seen them since you were little, try them again as an adult. And if you have, if you haven't listened to the songs for a while, run, don't walk, and put them on Spotify or wherever you get your music because so you good. instantly so much cooler than you were five minutes ago. <laughs> even the music from Yolgar, which is not yeah. one of my favorite movies, even oh. the music of Yolgar is so good. I mean, Akhir to me ana hai, and the way it's shot with like Sanjay Dutt and Nagma and him trying to mollify her. 
so good and then the absolute banger of ho jata hai kaise pyar na jaane koi i mean the actor had the personality of sawdust but we will ignore that for this discussion but yeah such a good movie i do think i mean Fun. like there's not a very long list of hindi actors who also direct and produce themselves right it's not there's a few and he does a lot more than most um but as yeah. far as, like that category of people goes like he is every much as an auteur as guru dot mm-hmm. i would like excellent as we've been talking about like the way he uses his resources and the resources of the type of films he makes so song sequences for example mm-hmm. plots, for example like he is bar none like he's really a master at this and i'm so glad that we wanted to talk about him because i feel like he is sort of just like oh he was sleazy those films they had some good songs but eh. like i feel like that's you often get but we really encourage you to like dig into a couple of these because there's so much happening you're going to be shocked at how much is actually there and how judgment free it is and just how much fun it all is Yeah, Um, I'm actually really looking forward to the comment section because I've said this before in a previous episode as well, but I love our YouTube comment section because the people who watch our podcast or listen to our podcast and write, I mean, they have such great insights and they know so much and I end up learning so much from their comments and they make me think about stuff in a way that maybe I had not thought before. So I love that it's not just you and me talking into the void, but there's the void is talking back. <laughs> so I'm actually very curious to see what comments we get on this episode, because the thing about Feroz Khan movies is you can love them or you can hate them, but you can't ignore them. You You have to have an opinion about his films because they're just so much. And speaking of lovely messages, before we sign off, I wanted to say uh, we got a really nice note on Twitter from a user called Like This Ollie, who said thank you to us and to Kandan for podcasts, and they've started their own inspired um, one we all seem to be having, and it is called Mission Milop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is that the name of the mission from Mehuna? Okay. I don't know. I can't remember, but the like mm-hmm. Pakistan, India, like peace. It was mission something, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. That's what it made me think of. And they said that they were trying to get slumber party vibes in their podcast. And I was like, what could be better? You and I have talked about like, how oh God, it sucks that we're between, we're, we're like 2000 miles across the US from each other because we could have really fun slumber parties if we weren't. Uh, but what oh, a great okay. idea. So Mission Malap, we wish you every success and enjoy yes. it with your podcast because if it isn't fun (laughs) otherwise who cares how many listeners you have it should be fun (laughs) yeah yeah i had like such a great time doing this like for us film festival my dog was like why is the screen constantly blowing up i had fun and then it's fun to record it's fun to discuss like beth and i have to like when we get on zoom and before she hits the record button we're both like bursting with things we want to say and then that will start i'm like no 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 save it for the recording she's like yes correct and then she stops and I stop talking and then we start talking when the recording starts. <laughs> but anyway, well, thank you for joining us for this episode um, on Feroz Khan. We had so much fun watching his films and recording this episode and we hope you had fun as well. Do let us know in the comments how you felt about it. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. Um, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Um, you can follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, and if you have any ideas on... Um, movies that you want us to review or things you want us to talk about just like let us know we're always um looking for new ideas thank you for watching for me ladies